Not all heroes fall from alien planets. Our heroes are made at Kangan Institute. Call 13 TAFE or visit kangan.edu.au. Eligibility criteria applies. Some or all of this training is delivered with Victorian and Commonwealth Government funding. RTO 3077. And yes, this is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Thursday. And as always on a Thursday, we're joined by Dean Evans from Wedding Edge Investments. So 499 736 736. That's the number, of course, to join the conversation. Dino, what a big weekend it is. Three group ones. Uh, we start Friday night at the Valley with the Moyer, the Golden Rose on Saturday in Sydney, and then, of course, the Underwood Stakes. It's a small but talented field in that group one at Sandown. Plenty to look forward to this week. Yeah, it was an interesting week for, for racing fans. Obviously, the, the big grand final week, yep. but uh, we get a smorgasbord of racing um, with you know sort of three major group one meetings across three days, so no shortage of... Uh, of interesting races to get stuck into and, uh, you know, you can just bet all weekend. Yes, love it. Um, Paul Ailey's at 4.40 with Bet365 for the Moya Stakes on Friday night. Roth 5.460, Sue Style 7.50, Generation at 10, Cooling Gatter at 10, Bella Nipatina at 13, September Run first up at 15, Extremely Lucky's drawn the car park out to $16 now, Isotope at 19, The Inferno at $21, Melkovich at 23, and the outsider of the field is Maliva at $51. How do you see this year's Moya? Yeah, interesting. Look, I think uh, well, it seems like it's pretty good there in Melbourne, so we should get a, a sort of drawing to a soft five. Uh, the rail's in the, the true position. Last meeting, it was, you know, on speed and, and fenced, and, and the reports I'm getting at the moment from the track walker are that it could be similar, so that, that's what's interesting. The challenge with this race is there's just absolutely speed galore here. You know, we've got Melkovich, Zoo Style, Generation, Maleva, Cool and Gatter, Roth Fire. That can all just go absolutely hell for leather. So they're going to go really quick in front. Um, you'll have sort of isotopes sitting off them, and then Bella Nipotina, September Rum, Paul Ailey, Inferno off the back, charging home. So it's going to be interesting to see how the track plays, uh, whether they're starting to, to get out and making a bit ground out wider. Um, by race seven, but uh, you know, it certainly could change complexion if it's a track where they're, they're being suited more on pace and, and, and on the fence. Um, historically, over the last seven years, five winners have been first up. And the only horse first up this, this time are September Run and Paul Ailey. Uh, otherwise, the other two winners came out of the McEwen, um, which has plenty of runners in it uh, this year with Rothfire, Zoo Style, Cool and Gatter, and, and the Inferno, all uh, the first four in the McEwen going into this race. Um, a multitude of chances is always one of those races where you're potentially going to be able to throw a blanket over them at the finish and so um, you know, there's a potential to go a little bit wider and, 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 and try to find uh, some value in this race Bella and the Patina is a horse who I think is, is really flying um, the wide gates to challenge but uh, she trialled very nicely prior to her first up uh, Moody Valley win um, she was second beating her nose this track at, at Group 1 level last prep, um, and I think she's going even better now. So, um, Bella Nebatina looks a very strong chance. Generation is one who's going to be sort of on the speed, but I think it's even better if it can just take a sit, potentially third or fourth, drawn barrier two. It's going to get the, the suck run. Um, it was another one who tried really nicely, probably even better than Bella Nebatina, ahead of its second at, at Group 3 level first up. Um, it was only beaten two lengths at Group 1 level last prep. Um, 
at this track in the William Reed. And his ratings on his first up run were far, far superior to what he'd been doing last prep. So he's a horse that's improved quite a lot. And I think he'll be in it. Inferno uh, is a multiple group one winner. Flew home the second beat in the head in this race just last year and ran really quick sectionals first up in, in the McEwen. Um, and September runs just a horse at profile as well as a multiple group one winning mare. Won the group one William Reed for us at this track. $19 at Fair SP last prep. And he's probably better over 1,200 metres, but can potentially figure. But I think... Uh, you know, at the prices on offer, I think Bell and Dupatina at sort of twelve, thirteen dollars, generation at nine dollars and, and the Inferno at nineteen, twenty dollars are are three good bets in a race where uh, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on, on those horses such as Rothfire and, and Zoo Style who are in the market uh, um with the hot speed. So if we got about say twenty dollars to play with, we'd have um seven fifty on Bell and Epitina generation and say five dollars on the Inferno. Try and make a bit of profit. Yeah, and yeah. I think you'd, you'd you'd have three really good quality horses running for you that are going to be suited uh, um, suited by the strong speed, I think, and um, uh, you know are, are ready to rock and roll. Just quickly, then, um, what about Isotope? Had a chat to Tony Gold, and the drier the better. She gets then she gets a low gate. Can she burst through the centre at a price? She's uh, she's a, she's a high quality mare at her best. Uh, I think the, the question really is: is she at her best? Uh, if she was, I think she could absolutely give this a shake. Um, even though I, I do prefer her sort of over over twelve hundred. Um, the profile of horses who usually win this race six of the last seven years with a previous Group One winner over eleven hundred metres or twelve hundred metres. She isn't that. Um, and for me, I just find it hard to come into her off her first up run. She did have an excuse; she had the thumps, but she didn't trial all that flashed me beforehand either. So I'm sort of waiting and seeing to whether Tony Gollum can get her, uh, you know, to her best. Um, uh, and, and, and so I just, uh, I have to sort of watch and see with her at the moment. We'll stay in Melbourne now. Let's have a look at the Underwood on Sunday. Zaki's the 270 favourite. Jamie Carr now takes over as the rider for Zaki for the rest of the spring. On Thunderstruck, $3. Mr. Brightside, 460 Alligator Blood, $8.00. Mwanga at 23, non-conformist at $81. How does this race set up for you? I just see I'm Thunderstruck just smoking the pipe on the back of Saki here, or just off him anyway. Yeah, I don't think I'm Thunderstruck has to get uh, has to get right out the way back. Um, the difference is he's drawn out, out the wide gate. Uh, so, you know, you've got Zaki, um, who, who, again, is, is just best left alone up front and, and still setting a solid tempo. I think the time that Zaki sort of got got beaten in Melbourne was, in, uh, was when he, Craig Williams went too slow on him. So I think he was at a decent speed. Alligator Blood obviously was, was so good, rated up front last start by Tim Clark, so he'll be there on the speed. Uh, I, I think Mike, Mr. Brightside won't want to uh, you know have them too far from his sights. Uh, so he's going to be right there on his hammer trying to slot in. Um, potentially either outside alligator blood or, or behind them. And, you know, I think I'm Thunderstruck can sort of sit, sit in fourth and get that 1-1 one, one position, and you've got some sort of non-conformists in Moanga out the back. Uh, you know, Zaki um, is, a, is a three-time Group 1 winner. He's won the All-Star Mile. He was good in the tramway first up. Um, interesting that, you know, Annabelle Neeson thought he wasn't quite fit enough in the George Main. I did sort of say last week that I thought he was the, the big risk in the George Main because he, he just might not have had enough time against the first up run and then he, he didn't end up running it. So I think that was the right move. Um, he's certainly the class runner, but I, I agree with you. I think Ryan Thunderstruck is just absolutely flying. You know, the, the sectionals he ran 
plus 5.6 for the last 600 metres in the Memzi. Uh, and then he was just so strong again in the, in the Maccabi Diva. Um, it was plus 4.8 the last 600. That was the fifth quickest of the day. So he's just, he's just absolutely flying that horse. I do see it as a two-horse race. I think um, Alligator Blood's going to find it a bit more challenging over 1,800. And on my ratings, I just think uh, Mr. Brightside is going to have to take a, a bigger leap here at Group 1 level at weight for age um, against those two. Uh, my only probably the one who can improve a little bit as well, but I, I do see it as a two-horse race. Um, I'm with Zaki. I just think he can control the speed and, and prove really hard to, to run down, but I'd definitely be saving on Arm Thunderstruck because I think if there's one that's going to run past Zaki, uh, he's the one. And if Thunderstruck and Brightside, for instance, can't get close to Zaki on Sunday, then it's hard to see them turning the tables in a Cox Plate, Dino. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think with both of them, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how they run out the um, you know the eighteen hundred. Um, neither of them have really proven themselves over beyond a mile yet. Um, you know, I think Alligator Blood might fall a little bit short. Iron Thunderstruck seems to be giving the impression that um, he's going to run it out, so I've got less queries with him. But you're absolutely right. You know, if Zaki if Zaki tells these and. Um, you know, there's so much other prize money going around with the big upgrades on stakes day for, for the mile races and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, they may they may pull up and, and, and aim for the mile races, those two horses, if they can't match it with Zaki. But I think I'm trying to struggle. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be quite a good match race with, with I'm trying to start charging at Zaki in the last 200 metres and it'll be a, an exciting finish. Yeah, can't wait for that on Sunday, of course. The Underwood Stakes, race seven there in Melbourne. We'll take a break. Dean Evans, thanks to Winning Edge Investments, with us here on Giddy Up on this Thursday on the other side of it. We'll preview the feature three-year-old contest at Group 1 level at Rose Hill on Saturday, of course, the Golden Rose. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Dean Evans with me, thanks to Winning Edge Investments. Dino, Rose Hill, race six, the Golden Rose. It's one of my favourite races, especially it's early on in the season. We might see Guinea's winner. Usually we could see a three-year-old that could compete in a in a Cox plate. I don't think that happens this year, but um, looking forward to Saturday's race, I guess the big question is what will the weather do and how will this track play? That, that is a big question. It was a, it was a good fall yesterday, um, but there's substantial rain forecast for Thursday. The look outside, it's already been bucketing down overnight um, and there's a lot more to come on, on, on Thursday um, and a little bit on Friday too. So, you know, tricky to assess at the moment. Um, it could end up being a bit of a soft six. Um, the rail's in the true, so you know, hopefully it's a, still a reasonably fair track, uh, and the race still, uh, the track still plays alright. And and you know, as long as they can sort of win from anywhere, um, then uh, then hopefully it holds up okay. And, and you know, we've got a fair racetrack. So, it's an interesting Golden Rose field. It's it's yep. um, you know the biggest field we've had for quite some time. And I think that really is just a reflection of how even this bunch are. And, you know, to be fair, it's probably the weakest three-year-old group we've had for uh, a few years. Um, but, you know, we've still got, uh, you know, the winner of the, the Golden Slipper and the, the SARS Produce here. We've got the winner of the Champagne Stakes here. Uh, we've got the winner of the Blue Diamond here. Um, and yet we none of them are, uh, you know, the favourite horses in the market with, with some really interesting up-and-coming horses here. So it's certainly an interesting race. We've got In Secret 270 with Bet365, Golden Mile at 5, Jackano at 755, Burn at $9, She's Extreme at 10, and then big prices for the rest, Fast Witness 23, Sajardin 23, Paris Dior at 26, Mullane at 31, Domier at 40 to 1, 
And then we go down to Primito at $41, Sue Tiger at $41, and Political Debate, $61. And then big prices for Brosnan, Sebenak, um, Basquay, and Best of Bordeaux are scratching. So that's the story there. Best of Bordeaux goes around in one of the earlier races. So who wins? And have we got any value there? Yeah, look, interesting. This race has been actually really easy to find out in the past. Historically, if you look at the last sort of 11 years, the last 10 winners have all come off a, a two-week break. The last 10 winners have all been Colts. None of the last 10 winners won a black-type race as a two-year-old. Um, eight of the last 10 came out of the run to the Rose in the lead-up, and they always sort of ran well in that race. Um, and, and all of that points, you know, to in secret being the obvious. Uh, she's a quality filly. She was very dominant. Um, in winning the run to the Rose, uh, you know, James McDonald opts to, to, to go with her. Um, and she certainly looks the one to beat. The one interesting thing is uh, 16 fillies have run in the Golden Rose for three second placings. They're all very distant second placings, um, with two of them SPing at $4.40. Uh, so that's the only interesting uh, knock is that the filly hasn't managed to win this race yet. But I do think In Secret is by far and away the best chance ever to do it. Um, and, and as long as barrier two isn't a big negative uh, for some reason on, on the wet track on the day, um, I do think she's hard to beat. If the inside track um, is a concern, um, then the Golden Mile's done very little wrong, bolted into in the, the Group 3 Min Dynasty last start uh, by three and a half lengths, um, and he ran plus 6.4 for the last 800 metres, which is the second quickest of the entire day, so he's certainly going to be able to match it with them I thought the best roughie was uh, Sajjad and won the Group 2 Todman last prep. And if you watch the replay of the Golden Slipper, he was just completely knocked out of contention. Uh, you can put a line through that. His run to the Rose run wasn't too bad. He um, uh, he ran plus 4.7 for the last 800 metres, and that was a, the 12th quickest of the day, only in secret and, and Fireburn um, ran, ran better sectionals. Um, he was he was right out the back. So I do think Sajjad and Drawn Barrier 7 can get a... Uh, a, a better run here uh, has proven to handle the wet, having won the Todman on a, on a wet track. Um, and, and so I think, uh, you know, although in secrets one to beat, I think if on the day um, they're swooping from out wide, then, then that really brings Golden Mile and, and Sajjad and into the race. And I think the one that's in the market that I'm probably risking, um, you know, is, is Giacomo. And that's on the basis historically the, the horses coming from Melbourne in this race just have really struggled um, you know, his, his one run in in, uh, in Sydney in the Golden Slipper was sort of below par. Um, he's got a Melbourne trainer, Melbourne jockey, um, and he's coming off a Melbourne run and off a 28-day break. So historically, um, there's just no positive pointers for Jack and I. The fact that he was very impressive in his first up win, uh, he's probably the one that I'll risk in the race just on the back of the historical profiling. All right, then we'll have a chat to Mickey Price a little later about Jack and Owen. We might bring up those stats and see what he has to say, Dino. As always, mate, it's a pleasure. Love your knowledge. Love the way that you go back and look at the the stats with the history of these races and um, you're tippering brilliantly as well. We appreciate your time um, here on Giddy Up and, of course, for our listeners on, on Giddy Up and, and SEN Track, head to Winning Edge Investments. You type in SEN and you get a 50% discount for the rest of your life with, with a membership. And as I point out each and every week, you've already backed a winner this spring then. Dino. Thanks, Gareth. Appreciate it, mate. Always great chatting with you. And uh, let's enjoy a massive, massive weekend of, uh, of racing and footy. Love your work. Who, who are you tipping quickly in the footy? The, the Swans or the Cats? Uh, mate, my, my, my old man's actually uh, 
from the country Victoria region. We've always been uh, Geelong Cat supporters. So, uh, yep. so yeah, surprisingly, I'm actually on the Cats. All right, then. Good on you, mate. Well done. Thanks, Dino. Cheers, mate. There's Dean yeah. Evans from Winning Edge Investments. Time for a quick break. It's, um, uh, geez, it's quickly approaching 10 o'clock, so we'll take a break and come back with plenty more here on Giddy Up on this Thursday. Not all heroes are bitten by radioactive spiders. Our heroes are made at Kangan Institute. Call 13TAFE or visit kangan.edu.au. Eligibility criteria applies. Some or all of this training is delivered with Victorian and Commonwealth Government funding. RTO 3077.